I don't care if you change your air filter 3000 miles ago. If it's dirty, I'm going to ask you if you need an, if you want to replace it. It's dirty. If it needs to get done, it needs to yeah. get done. Right? I don't yeah. care. I don't care. Like I'll look at the computer and be like, oh, it was, it was changed three to 5,000 miles ago on their last service, but it's filthy. So mm. I'm going to ask him. I'm not scared. Like yeah. they're either going to say yes or no. They're not going to shoot me. Right. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Okay, cool. Thanks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> or sweet, awesome. Let's get an air filter in there. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. All right, all right, all right. Here we are back again. Hard shop life with your coach. Coach coaches. Jay. Coaches. Coaches. Wait right, for the, I'm, I'm waiting I'm, for the lead in. I'm waiting I'm, for the lead in. I'm Coach Jay and the G Man. G Man. What's the going G-Man. on, man? What's going on? The one, the only G. The G. The G Man. So G so uh, this is another one of those. Uh, all-star rock star service advisor interview uh, episodes, right? Where we we're traveling the country, we're uh, interacting with pretty incredible people. Some are mediocre, some just pretty much suck. But overall, uh, we see those who are the outliers, the people who do exceptional things because they provide exceptional service. Uh, but in this particular conversation, in this episode. Um, it's funny. This is something that I don't care if people want to comment. I don't care if people want to um, say anything about it. They're like, oh, G, you know, Coach J and the G Man. Like, you, I thought you guys were looking at like, like seasoned, like super professional, long term advisors that have been rocking the house for like years, man. No, I'm looking for people who know how to perform, right? I think that that the the thing I would say to that is. Uh, we're looking for, we were, we said we we're looking for top advisors, right? Yeah. And we, we never really stipulated what that is, whether it's time in the saddle, whether it's, um, ability to generate revenue or sell alignments or like, so it's like saying, uh, somebody, you know, it's like, it's like defining success, right? What defines success? Success for some people is having a family and, you know, uh, um, you know, being able to spend time at home and like, and then so other people it's making a ton of money. It's All like, right, bro. it's two different things. I get it, man. But I'm going to tell you right now. So okay? I think it's just who it's, it's not definable. I don't think it's not something you define, but on that we're still dealing with somebody who's got good numbers. Okay. Look, I'm dealing with somebody I want to, I want to work and I want to interview and I want, I want to point out the people who again, do exceptional things. Right. Um, and, and, and I, and there's, I want to quote our, our guest today. I want to quote our guest today. So I want to, I want to, I want to peel the Island here. I want to peel the onion. I want to peel this the is onion. PG. So, so no, we, we <laughs> listen, we have a producer, we have a producer that can be like, so, uh, hold on. First she's all, cracking up right now. You can laugh into the mic. It's okay. Yeah. So, so, so let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. Okay. Let me say one thing. This episode is coming with one of those messages. Like, uh, parental advisory suggested. Uh, okay. Okay. This, this is be, one of those. Uh, yeah. Because what did they say? It's raw. NSA for NSFW. This is NSFW. No, bro. That's like for porn and stuff. This is this is not one of those videos. Oh, never mind. This is not a video. Never mind. 
Okay. It's been a long day. It's been a long day, dude. Like, holy cow. So, so, so look, I, I just want to disclose to everybody, this is going to be a raw interview uh, with top talent, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to like, you know, I want to peel the onion on this one. Okay. For our guest. Um, and so let me, let me give you this, the backstory. So we travel throughout the country, right? And we have this, like, uh, we have this advisor performance competition that we do throughout the country right mm-hmm. and so you know a lot of the participants or the players know about this and 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 every day they they look at their numbers and they get told and, and, and it's an ongoing game right well when this when our guest today uh showed up on the scene she was like i want to know who the best of the best is who's the number one right right and I said, I'd show her that. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go after this dude, right? And so recently, and, I'm, you know, she said some things and whatever. And, and either way, I'm going to tell you right now, she, yes, yeah, she's already beat him. But what I loved is that all of a sudden this guy was like, man, she's done incredible. Like, she's just killed it, right? Because she's obviously been like, she was number one last month and, mm-hmm. uh, or not the month before, but she's just killing it, right? And so I, we're visiting the store, G-Man, right? You were, we were, you were there with me. Mm-hmm. We're visiting the store and I send this message. And I say, I say, morning, uh, I'm at blank blank with Mike. Any words of wisdom? And I'm going to quote today's special guest. Okay. Because this is exactly what okay. she said. Here it comes. Okay. Here it comes. Make money. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude. See? Truer words have never been dude, spoken. Come on. <laughs> dude. Didn't I say everybody has their own definition of success? Oh, man. That just happens to be. This person's definition of success. Yeah, yeah. So in today's episode of Hard Shop Life Service Advisor, uh, you know, special episode, I want to introduce everybody to. Well, hold on. Can I can I give them your name on like what you what you want your our phone your name on our phones to be like when we contact you? Just say my name. It's it's just badass Brie. It's just badass, <laughs> badass Brie. Brie. Okay. So badass Brie's here, right? Hi. Uh, Bree, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, yeah, um, thank and you. And and honestly, all I want to talk about is your story, okay. because one of the reasons why your story inspires us, and I know it's going to inspire our audience, is that a lot of people are going to listen to some of this, and it's the people that um, are listening to hear who the best of the best do and what they do, right? But again, like I opened up this this episode and talked about a lot of people assume that the best of the best must have gotten there because they've been working 20 years, years doing it. Yeah. Right. For years. Right. So well, I think that's a common that's a common thing. We hear that a lot. Obviously, experience votes for itself. Yeah. Like, yes, there's nothing that can compare with experience. But also, I think I think in a I think in a lot of cases, I think that experience can sometimes work against you. Like sometimes you, because you start to frame your reality by what you know and, and stuff changes, like the world mm-hmm. evolves, mm-hmm. the business change. Our, this business especially has gone through many evolutions. And if you're not keeping up with it, you're, you know, you're, you're in trouble. And I think somebody comes in like you with a fresh perspective, they really show what's possible because yeah. immediately you were like, this is what's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, you when you're asking me about air filters and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's true though. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Some people have that survival of the fittest mentality and you're either evolve and 
survive and thrive and make the necessary changes and mm. stay hungry or you stay exactly where you're at and you die. <laughs> <laughs> See how she goes? You die. <laughs> so you these know? are your options. You know, like you evolve and you be- become a better, more badass version of uh-huh. what you're doing or you keep doing the same thing and, you know, things change. And if you don't move with it, then you're yeah, kind of screwed. I, somebody told me one time, or I might have read it in a book, I don't know. But um, it's just it, either you change or change comes to you. Right. And that's that's exactly what happens. I mean, stuff happens, stuff you're not expecting. I was working at a dealer one day and then the next day it sold. Right. right. Uh, change just came to me. You know, I was I was there way too long. I should have I should have been looking around a little bit more, maybe expanding my horizons a little bit. But I was comfortable and things were working out for me. Right. It's like but then all of a sudden I got complacent and yeah. then change came to me when I least expected it and you have to evolve with it. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that 100%. Well, oh, the other thing I was going to say is um, they call it uh, dinosaur, dinosaurus immobilis, mm. which is basically uh, you must evolve or perish the way the dinosaur die. <laughs> die. <laughs> they were unable to make the transition. And right. as a result, they're no longer here. Yeah, so you know, I wanted to do this interview with you, and we—I originally had the idea of having this interview with you because you are were literally the fresh of the fresh. You, you've never written service before. You never. weren't in the automotive industry. Nope. Right. You you really didn't know anything about it. You just answered Jack- a yeah. You answered a ad right. One hundred percent. Which, by the way, guys, it's a very good ad because I obviously actually- we got somebody. You know, you know want to know how that happened? Talk to me. I was laying in bed one night and I was bored as fuck, right? And I'm just like scrolling. And I saw this ad and I was like, hey, my piece of ex-boyfriend used to have a job or is a service advisor. If he can do it, I can do it. I'm going to apply. And I applied. And then I never, ever thought about it again until I got a phone call. And, you know, um, Nicole was like, hey, girl, can you come in for an interview? I was like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. And that's how that went down. I also think I was probably like at least a bottle of wine deep when I answered that ad. (laughs) At least a bottle of wine deep. And never thought about it again. I was literally just being petty. Yeah. And it ended up working out great, fantastically. So... I was for us equally the same. We were looking for somebody good. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, so that's it. I mean, again, the conversation was about the evolution of a brand new service advisor mm. coming into this and going through the struggle and the pain Ugh. and the this. But the truth of the matter is, is, is you're still going through the struggle and the pain, <laughs> but you're like slaying. But the struggle and the pain never ends. But no. it also no. drives me big time. Yeah. Like if there's one thing, like every day, yeah, I might want to leave. When I leave work, I might want to like blare my music so loud I can't hear myself think and like ugly cry. Yeah. But- that drives me so hard to show up the next day and do even better just despite everybody. Yeah. Literally. Like, like it's so it some days are just so brutal. And all I can think about is waking up the next day and seeing my numbers from the day before to know that all of that bullshit was worth it. And then just do better the next day. I see it. I mean, I see it's 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 fun and inspiring. And that's literally what I, it is. And I and I love it. You know, one thing I think that is is really cool, too, is that you are probably one of the rawest people I've ever met. Mm, Just raw. Unapologetic. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and I know that sometimes it's gotten you in trouble or whatever. Oh, all the time. Right? right? I get it. I get it. <laughs> but but there's this there's this like forgiveness that people give you because you come from a place where you're you're you you care, right? Right. 100%. So what, so so I hear you talk to the text, and sometimes I just I'm like, I can't believe she just told that to him. But he took it like, okay, respect. Okay, you, you put me in point. Like, I right. get it, right? I had to establish like, that dominance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, no, you're not kidding. It, it, it's true. But it's that level of understanding like, yo, listen, right. go to the restroom, dump your number two if you have to, because we got work to do. <laughs> and let's get going. Like, take that thing up your butt and get it out. Let's go. Right. And they're like, oh, oh damn. Okay. She's, <laughs> she's not wrong. She's like, right? <laughs> Right. And so then these guys go to work and then they come at you going, okay, what's next? All right. What mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you're over there telling them, all right, I need you to come on your day off and you're going to get here an hour earlier than yesterday and you're going to knock this thing out. And then we're going to get the heck out of here. We're going to make take some money. We're going to make some. We're going to take, then after this, we're going to go buy a bottle and drink it till it's freaking dry and then move on again. Fuck it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Holy cow. Yeah. It's intense. I mean, I get a lot of crap a lot of times. Like our porter likes to tease me, tells me all the time that my balls are bigger than his. When really it's like, it's not about masculinity or femininity. It's just a matter of like, we're here to do a job. Let's do the damn thing. And I understand that I'm literally, quite literally one of the only females in a boys club. So I have to be able to communicate with these guys in a way that they understand. Mm-hmm. And lucky for them, I grew up around dudes. And, I, you know, I do have a that side of me that it's just easy for me to communicate. Mm-hmm. I don't be one of those girls that's like, Oh, I'm only friends with boys. Like, I just understand them better because that's bull- too. Like, I get along great with women. Right. The only other woman that works in the shop is a female uh, loop tech. Yeah. And she's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. We gravitated to each other because we understand each other on a level that none of those guys will understand us. Well, you're, yeah, you're both. I mean, it, it's it, with all the strides and progress we've made, it's still a man's world. A hundred percent. Automotive business. A hundred percent. And, uh, and they and told me that when they the hired shop. me, yeah. they hi- they're, you know, our, our general manager was really cool about it, but he's like, look, if you, this is a boys club. So yep. like, if you have any kind of sensitivity, this might not be the job for you. And I, I looked at him, I was like, I'm feral. So yeah. let's do this. Those like, dudes better watch out. The other ones. <laughs> <laughs> and they learned real quick that I was not <laughs> but, it, but it's true. But I think the, the the connection between you and this other person that uh, right. I don't necessarily want to name on it, but uh, you know, it, it's it's a tough thing to survive mm-hmm. in a man in this man's business. And I think having somebody else that you can lean on is good. And my uh, my old service manager that I worked for and that ultimately ended up working for me in the end, uh, Vicky Johns. And ho- hopefully, you're listening, Vicky. Huge shout out. She was one of the best service managers I've ever met, and uh, she. Um, and she struggled with that. And she, her and I used to talk all the time and, and have conversations about that. I remember the first event I went to with her, we went to this conference for BMW and we were in Florida and we walked into the ballroom and it's just a bunch of like 50 year old men mm-hmm. in dark blue suits. And then there was her. Yep. And I was just like, wow, that's a tough situation. I mean, yep. it's just tough. And- you just kind of learn. I mean, if you know what I look like. It's not like I exactly fit in to a crowd. I've always stuck out just even I'm going to stick out just by the way that I look. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of being uncomfortable sticking out. It's just a matter of like 
learning to cohabitate almost mm. it with respect. Mm. That's been my biggest thing is like learning how to communicate with these guys and still keep their respect. And mm. it's not an easy thing, but it hasn't been in orga- It has come to me organically, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think really the bottom line was I just needed to be myself, you know, and just show up and do the damn thing. And, you know, by being authentic and also making copious amounts of money that mm-hmm. seemed to kind of get everybody on the same page and get everybody yeah. excited to be there. And the more I created that bond, the more it it excited me and inspired me to show up and like not just do. Of course, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Don't get me wrong. I'm doing this for myself, for my future, but also the more I connect and the more we bond and the more we create this like team, it inspires me to do better. It inspires me to do better, not just for myself and my own aspirations, but for them too. Like I want them to succeed. I want them to be awesome. These guys are freaking geniuses. Like they, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anything about cars. I'm learning. It's like learning a second language, but the things that they teach me on a daily basis, it blows my mind. Like how, do you even know that? Yeah. It's amazing. You're so smart. And the fact that I get to work with these people, it's inspiring to me. So mm-hmm. I want to do really well, not just for myself and my own gain, but I want to do really well for them mm-hmm. too. And I want them to like, trust me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause we're in this for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Like for a lot of us, this is our career. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, for some of these guys, we might know each other for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. We got to have that camaraderie we've got to have that teamwork and that bond and that's super important to me i think one thing that that you do really well uh is because of because of that camaraderie and team and vision that you have you're like it's it's funny because you remind me of a championship race car driver Uh that did it only because their pit crew and engineers were there with it like Mm -hmm. like listen i'm gonna win this Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna do it with these people on my back. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're, these people got me. And so when you deliver to your customers and you're talking to them and you're jiving because you have this connection that you have with them as an individual, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you show, I can see, I've seen it. You show your respect of your team through the delivery of that. Yeah. Right? So it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's say, Hey Mike, yeah. Great to see you. Yeah. You know, I got you taken care of. How's everything good? Good. Da, 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 da. By the way, my team knocked it out the park, not getting everything yeah. ready. I got them. I had to double check. They were, you know, they tightened this. They did that. They adjusted your tire pressures. We're good to go. The brakes are brand new. They're going to make a little, whatever it is, you bring it and go, these guys work their butts off to help you. Well, hundred percent. I think there's a, it's really easy for customers to talk to us as, as advisors and think that we're a hundred percent of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's important to me for them to realize that like, I'm just the, I'm the fancy front man. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole crew of men that are behind me that are getting shit done. And I want the customer to understand and to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I think it's really easy for the techs, especially to kind of get swept under the rug. And I can't do what I'm doing and do it well, unless I have bomb ass inspired techs behind me. And that is super important to me to make sure that like we're all we're all in this. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's uh, uh let's talk a little bit about your numbers. Mm, let's, <laughs> let's talk about let's it. Talk I love numbers. Let's do it. Details today. So I was going through all your guys' stats today, and we have a tool that we go through and kind of um, unravel the uh, 
the pretzel as it is. Um, actually, before I get there, let's talk about the comp real quick. So you mentioned that she <laughs> was number one in, in our competition. She was in our right? no, number one kind of competition for our domestic, like our Ford. Yeah, for the right, Ford right. brand. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what does that mean? So we measure uh, we measure everybody on six metrics. Right. Right. So ours per effective labor rate. Uh, CP sales, total sales, repair order count, and then what we call marks, right? which is basically the impulse buys, the menu sales, alignments, coolant service, break food service, that kind oh, of thing. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Oh, but G-Man, how can you have all these metrics be so the same around other different models? That can't be fair. Everybody's effective labor rate is different. It's more expensive uh, in Miami than it is in Iowa. Guys. We have the proprietary stuff to tell you that we know how to do this, so it's e- yeah. even and equal. <laughs> we, can, right? we can handicap. We, we, yeah. We've done it. It's we, fine. We, we figured it out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, so uh, she basically across the board, everyone gets ranked. They get a total score, and so she topped that, mm. which was awesome. So first oh, month, baby. Oh, I know. First month <laughs> overall, yeah. like just exceptional performance. So, so you have to understand that those numbers are super high. But the thing I think is the separator for you, and and that's the thing I was coming to today. So we. We took all the operations you guys have sold, op codes that you've sold since January to today, right? And mm-hmm. you haven't been part of all this, no. but I'm trending it out. I want to see what the trend is. And uh, and it's interesting because in the last, in August and September, you guys sold more air filters in that month than you had sold the, the entire six months before that. Weird. And I'm just kind of clicking around and then I go, oh, I found it. I agree was responsible for 50% of those and the other advisors were the rest. Wow. So w- without that there, it's just interesting to me. And so I asked you, so I came to you and I mm-hmm. said, Hey, uh, how are you selling so many air filters? And you go, well, I just ask them when they're getting their oil changed, if they want us to do their filters while they're here. Yeah. Would you like us to check and change your air filters while we're here today? Cause we can do that. And I literally just started laughing because I was like, Oh my God, how simple yep, is that delivery? Is. And you know it's what that like, was? Hey, is by th- the way, do you want to get that done? You know, while you're here? Yeah. We were sitting in one of our morning meetings and um a few months ago and JK had mentioned it to us. Like, I want you guys to start selling air filters. So I did. That's all that was. That's literally yeah. all that was. And and that's the thing I was saying before about how sometimes time in this business can work against you. Mm-hmm. Because it's every reason why you, oh, they don't like to buy our filters from us and they think we're too expensive and they buy them. Oh, most of these people do them at home and they do them. And here's the real thing. The real thing is we're not even looking. Right. We're not checking them and looking at them and we're doing a disservice because all you're doing is asking. They're popping those filters out and they're disgusting and they're throwing away and putting a new one in. Oh, they're so nasty. I found one with a mouse in it the yeah. other day. It was disgusting. So customers are driving around with that only because we have framed them as if as if they don't need it, right? Mm-hmm. We made on, it up in our own head. We didn't frame them. We framed ourselves. Yeah, it's our decision. It's, it's not our theirs. decision, right? Yeah, and so and so and so the thing is, is that we as as advisors, you know, it's our it's honestly it's our egos. Yeah, because we want the control and we want the power, right? Mm-hmm. We want to decide when you need something, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's stupid. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. So, all right. So you popped in air filters, and then another advisor followed you up the ladder. And so I already in, know who that was. In in August, you jumped up, but he didn't. And then mm-hmm. in September, he joined you up there, mm. right? And so then I started looking at all the menu, all the the impulse buy operations, all together, and it was the same thing. So he was high, probably higher than everybody else, but not quite that high. 
And then you came up and he came up and now you guys are so far above everybody else. Like they can't even see you guys are at the top of the mountain. These guys at the bottom of the mountain. I mean, if you're, if you can visualize a line chart that goes from left to right and it's just kind of a little like heartbeat line and then it just spikes up and literally there's four or five inches between the top line and the bottom line. And I love working with him. He's so competitive and we get like that with each other. And oh God, it's so fun. But that's the thing. Love it. So you come in and push the envelope. You don't, you just, and, and forgive me, but you don't know any better. No, I don't. You I don't really know don't. any better. Like you said before, I don't know cars. So you, so, the, so I just we, know how to sell things. We tell that's you it's due here. You're like, oh, yeah, it's due here. Yeah. Right. And, but it's the simplicity just like that. of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. So it's, like, it's due. They said it's due. Yeah. due. Derp, derp. Let's do it. <laughs> that's literally what it's like. And I'll be the first to be like, yeah, f- it up again. My bad. <laughs> but the funny part about it is you make him better. Like he is better because you are there, right? It's it's just funny how some people look at that up there and they go, oh, look at those fools up there. I'm not going to follow them up there. That's a flash in the pan. And that, that balloon's going to pop soon. And they're just on their high horse waiting for something to go wrong. But then there's other people who go, Holy, look at her. she went up there. I'm going to go up there and I'm check that out. I'm just not afraid out. to ask for things is really what it what it is. Like, yeah, like that's They're either going to say yes or they're going to say no. Exactly. And it's like, I don't care if you change your air filter 3,000 miles ago. If it's dirty, I'm going to ask you if you need any, if you want to replace it. It's dirty. If it needs to get done, it needs to yeah, get done, right? I don't yeah. care. I don't care. Like, I'll look at the computer and be like, oh, it was, it was changed three to 5,000 miles ago on their last service. But it's filthy. So mm. I'm going to ask him. I'm not scared. Like yeah. they're either going to say yes or no. They're not going to shoot me. Right. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to. Okay, cool. Thanks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> or sweet. Awesome. Let's get an air filter in there. So one of the other things I think is, is genius about you is you use, um, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what my experience and, and observed is you use the text to kind of bridge the knowledge gap. Like you're very communicative with them. When you're going to go sell something to a customer, it looks like you're like, okay, well, explain, tell me what this is and Mm -hmm. talking with them, talking through it before you actually get on the phone. Yeah. Is that intentional? A hundred percent. And really what that is, is my own insecurities. I want to, I don't like looking like an idiot. Mm -hmm. I really don't. That's one of my biggest things, especially when I'm asking someone for their hard earned money. I want them to feel confident in me and I want them to feel confident in what they're spending their money on. I don't care if you're a millionaire or if you make 30K a year, like I want to treat everybody the same. So when I give them service, I want to at least sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about. So I grill these guys and I want them, I'll sometimes make them write Cliff's notes for me or, you know, just little things like, of course I'm out there, I'm bugging the crap out of them all day trying to educate myself and learn. But I'm always grilling these guys before I ever communicate with the customer because I want to know exactly what it is that I'm selling to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said earlier, it's kind of like learning a second language. Yeah, it really is. It's insane. So, yeah, I just I I just want to know what the heck it is. Hey, the uh, lower ball joints are loose and you're like, okay, what is that? (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, one of my most favorite mottos ever is fake it till you make it. And I live by that on a daily basis. And like I did great in high school. Fantastic in high school. I don't remember a goddamn thing because I'm really good at faking it. Yeah. So I've obviously like that mentality has spilled into my adult life and I take that every day at work. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. 
to be honest, I don't know anything. So I fake it till I make it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the thing. When Jay and I, we talk, we tell advisors all the time, like, oh, I just need to I need to I need more product knowledge. I need to know more about the car. And I need mm -hmm. and it's like, no, you don't need to do that. You've got an expert on the other side of that wall. You can go ask any question. Right. You don't need that. What you need is you need good communication skills with right. your client and you need to find confidence in yourself. I'm like to the mediator. That's I'm not it. the technician. And I tell I've said it like a million times today alone just to my customers like I'm not a technician. So let me speak with a technician. Let me get back mm -hmm. to you. You know, like I'm not afraid to tell them first and foremost, I'm not going to answer your question right now. I'm not going to diagnose anything for you because I'm not a technician. Right. That's what these guys are and that's what they're paid to do. Mm -hmm. And let me talk to them and I'll get back to you. And we hear it all the time. We hear these guys trying to diagnose out of their head and guess what's going to be wrong with the car. And it's like, it's such a dangerous place to be. It's so yeah. much better. Even if you think you know the answer to not say it. And it's you're funny. way better off. When I was hired, Jay, you said it. The general manager said it. I was so insecure about my lack of knowledge and my lack of experience so insecure i had the biggest imposter syndrome when they hired me big time right and then i kept being told like my lack of knowledge is going to be favorable it's going to help me more mm -hmm. than it's going to hurt me and i at first i'm not going to lie i was like you guys are full of like how you know and being next to these guys who have been doing it for 20 years and they legitimately know things and i'm like oh my god who am I? Are you sure that you want me here? Right. But over the last couple of months and like finding my footing, you weren't wrong. You're not wrong. Like mm -hmm. if especially and I don't I know this sounds bad, but especially with women, especially my lack of knowledge is appreciated by the customer almost. I know that it's kind of weird, but like they appreciate the fact that I'm like, hey, girl, I don't know. Let me talk to the technician, you know? Yeah. But that's and that's what they want. Like yeah. imagine the nurse saying, Oh yeah, I think you've got, you know, a heart palpitation. You'd like you'd be like, Well, I really just kind of want the doctor Can to give me that information. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. and since that's what you're saying, you're saying, look, I'm here to help you. I don't have all the answers. Right. I'm not a technician. Let me get right. let me get the experts involved. Right. And and that gives people confidence that you're just you're not you're 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 faking confidence. Right. But behind you, you've got a legion of guys that can help you out. Right. And that 100 fills that. Well, gap. OK, but here's the deal. I'm not faking confidence. That's never faked. It's I'm faking knowledge. Got it. All knowledge right. is right. really what that is. People can tell when you're faking confidence. Hmm. They can. They can smell it on you hmm. and they lose your respect. Hmm. So you really have to genuinely feel that. But the knowledge of what I'm doing, yeah, I fake that on a daily basis. That's fake. That's f <laughs> Sorry. Beep. Said to throw another F-bomb in there just to make sure it's explicit. You know, but that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's the rawness of it, right? Yeah. And 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 so I guess part of what we do in these in these questions and these episodes for with advisors is we one interview them. First and foremost is, is to hear the story, right? Like everybody has their story. Everybody has their struggle. Everybody's got experiences. Everybody, all these things have had, happened to people. But the uniqueness of our own stories told by others at times brings awareness to what are, and I'm telling you because this is as a coach I look for, is people's superpower. Mm. Right? What is the thing that attracts people to trust in you about something that you're representing your profession to help and assist them with to solve their problems? Because that's what you're doing. Right. Somebody's coming to you. You say you don't know. And so they're saying, you know what? And, and, and I think that's one superpower in my 
observation of you that I think is is to me dead on is that you are so focused on being the buffer, being like the filter mm. of mm-hmm. saying, look, I know you don't know. Guess what? I don't know that much either. So you and I are now on the same boat. Right. But guess what I have? <laughs> I got the inside scoop to go behind the this I got a whole right team here. of people. I got I got the VIP access access to go talk to these guys. Right? right. And they know me and trust me. So guess what? You're really dealing with the inside person who's your friend. Because mm-hmm. right now I'm going to be your friend. But I'm going to keep it real with you. And this is what you need. And this is what the price of what and they're charging exactly for. And that's exactly how it goes. And it, 99% of the time, it works out great. Right? Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, every once in a while, you get that one person who's pissed off at the world because I don't have all the answers for them right then and there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm learning. I get told all the time my managers don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. And I don't take it personal. Really, honestly, I don't take it personal. But it is hard. I just don't like the feeling of disappointing people. Mm. You know, I'm extremely competitive in nature. And when that comes, it almost feels like a loss. You know what I mean? When you're disappointing a customer for even the most petty reasons. You know what I mean? Like some people, it's just their expectations are so unrealistic and you're never going to please them. It doesn't matter who you are or how much experience you have. But still, that competitive nature in me gets bothered when I'm not able to um, satisfy the customer mm-hmm. in a way that they're expecting from me as an advisor, as a Ford by- advisor. Mm-hmm. So that does bother me a little bit. But, you know, shake it off. Move on. Yeah, you have to have a bit of a short term memory. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, because it's in this business, if you carry too much of it with you then you, you're, you're, it's going to break you. Yeah, and you definitely gotta... that. And also drinking helps. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Ooh, yeah, that, hey, that is a staple in the car business. I, no I 100% agree. 100%, you know, we work hard, we play harder. Yeah. You know, I used to work in it when I first started back in 1987. Mm. I think it was. I uh, I worked in a shop and I remember the the tech he goes, get over here, kid. He goes, you're going to need one of these if you're going to survive this business. And he rolls the bottom door of his toolbox open. There was a six pack of beer in there and a bottle of Jack Daniels right oh, next to Oh, yeah. wow. hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. Yup. Wait, how old were you in 87? Oh, good God. How old was I? Uh, 18? 18. Mm, that was the year 17, I was born. 18. Was it really? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. There you go. I'm dating go. myself. Oh, my God. Yikes. Mm. Sorry about that. Mm. So now that you so so now that we've we've heard from from you and and we've heard your story and and it's all awesome. Mm. You know, normally we have a portion of this of these episodes, you know, of the segment where we ask the advisor, okay, well, what one tip could you give somebody out there that uh may be new to this or may 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 be trying to still find their way or or are confronted by obstacles that we all share as mm. a service advisor mm. right mm-hmm. it's what what happens here happens in new york happens in texas happens it just happens it's just normal right right um but what could you share as one of your challenges obstacles struggles maybe something you've overcome maybe something you've avoided what is something that has given you the strength and and ability to use your talents to really make the dough that you say? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's any one thing that I could think of right off the top of my head, but I will quote my shrink who told me that I'm never satisfied fed. I'm only happy when I'm hungry. So I take that 
And I run with that. And I feel like if you're constantly striving to be better than you were yesterday and hitting higher numbers and just like never become comfortable, don't get complacent, just keep pushing. Like if my boss tells me to hit a number, I want to hit it $2 over. You know what I mean? It's never good enough to be good enough Mm -hmm. ever. So I think, and with this industry, it's evolving. Things are changing so much. Things are uh, with the way that everything's moving technology wise and just, you know, the money is changing. People are changing. The customer base is changing. You have to stay hungry and you have to stay motivated to keep evolving. And that's like literally the one thing that gets me out of bed every day is just I will literally lay in bed every morning and be like, oh, I don't want to go to work today. Oh, I don't want to do it. But then I think about, oh, shit, there's going to be that paper with those numbers. Am I going to be number one? Are my numbers going to be better than they were yesterday? OK, I got to get up. I got to get in the shower. Yeah. I got to go to work. You know, I got to find out. I got to see. I got to be better than I was yesterday. Mm. And that's I don't know. I mean, that's kind of silly, but that's really what drives me every day. Well, I, I agree with that 100 percent. I was like that. Hungry. I mean, always like that. Oh, yeah. When I was a tech, I was always trying to, I was excited to run my hours. Yeah. I wanted to see where I was at. I always wanted to know. And then. It's addictive, it right? Is. So advisor, addictive. It was the same way. I was oh, chasing I my love numbers. It. And then. Uh, it's like the thrill, yeah. though. And I think it's easy when you've been doing this for so long. And it's, you know, listen, I got hired June 16th. I didn't actually get thrown on the floor until like the middle of August. So I'm green as they come. Yeah. And I know it's easy for me to say that. And I have mad respect for people who've been doing this for 10, 20 years. And I know that they're feeling this job is hard. It's hard. And I go home and I'm wiped. I am exhausted. I can't even imagine what those people feel like. So I'm not saying I'm not trying to like disparage the way that they feel or their experience. They're telling people with all these experience that they are complacent or whatever like mad respect but it's like it's like this in any kind of long-term situation that you're in you have to stay hungry you have to stay you know excited about it mm-hmm. and you as soon as you as soon as you lose like that drive then it just you're kind of shit out of luck at that point yeah, i think you got to search for ways to get it back 100 percent. Right? you yeah. have to keep trying you have to keep choosing and it's like this in a marriage and a relationship in your career you have to wake up every day and choose yep what so, you're doing and what you're putting your time into i tell you what be that you're dropping bombs that, that if you guys are listening out there that is some of the best advice anybody will ever give you mm-hmm. is that every day it's a choice and you can choose to feel good about something or you can choose to feel bad about something, but it's a choice. Right. And not it's to be hokey choice. or cliche. It's true. It's like, true. Yeah. A hundred percent. I tell you, I, I, you know, I had a situation a while back where my marriage was falling apart and it, and literally I was making a choice to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. I was, I was convincing myself how miserable I was. Mm-hmm. I was, ch- and I was choosing something else. And, and, and the further I got away from that, the more unhappy I became. And I realized I'm choosing unhappiness. Right. And I have and I had to decide one moment I had to decide to go in a different direction. It changed my life. And I just I realized in that moment, like it really is a choice. You can convince yourself of anything. You right. can convince yourself this president's great or this president's bad. I mean, the truth is you go, you can find enough information to, to prove your point. Right. Right. And so it's like you just have to decide. You just got to choose to be happy. Right. right. You got to choose to be, you know hungry and and i think you have to be humble enough to to learn lessons every day yeah that's the other hard thing 
is to allow yourself to be open enough to learn the lesson. And it's not easy. I'm an egotistical person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really am. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I have ego and that's why I don't ride sport bikes and I don't drive fast motor, you know, like muscle cars because I have a lot of ego. Yep. I understand that about myself. So every day this job humbles the shit out of me because I don't know really what I'm doing. I make mistakes a million times every day and I'm learning it, but I'm I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes. I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. And, you know, I pick up bad habits. I feel myself picking up bad habits. And I'm I'm just trying to learn and evolve. Evolve really yeah. is the key word here. Evolve. And, you know, like I said, these guys who have been doing it for years, props to them. I don't honestly like this job is hard. And I, I do see myself doing this for the long run. I'm so addicted to it. It's not even funny. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. It really is. It is. I do have a blast. For as hard as this job is, it's a blast. It really is. But it's not easy. And I have so much respect for the people who've been doing it for as long as they have. And I just don't. I This inspiration and this drive that I feel right now and that I'm getting right now is doesn't matter how beat down I feel. I want to carry that into the next 10 and 20 years. And I know some people out there might be like, oh, she's stupid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, give it 10 years, sweetheart, you know, things like that. But I, that's the difference, though. Like, that's my, that's the choice. Yep. That's the choice that I want to make every day. Yeah, because you can choose to say, oh, I don't know if I can make it another day. I could choose that right, right? now. And I've today. only been doing this for a few months. Yep. I could choose that today. I yep. literally wanted to commit homicide today. <laughs> like <laughs> today was not a good day for me. I'm not, if I'm being completely honest, it was not a good day for Brie at all. It was a rough day. And I rubbed quite a few people wrong, Yeah, you know, and they rubbed me wrong. And that vibe was there. We were feeling it, there was right? Friction, for sure. A hundred percent there yeah. was friction. But I was at some point during that day, I was like, you know what? I still have like four or five hours left in the day. I don't want to keep feeling like this. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of it. And I just chose to like let it go. And I let this hilarious situation with a customer who accidentally gave me a um, sex line number for his warranty company. Yeah, that was hilarious. I'm not even kidding you. That really, it really happened. And it, I, you know, at the end of that conversation, we all had a really good laugh. And then I was like, all right, you know what? I'm done feeling like crap. I'm done being grumpy. Like let's choose to feel a different kind of way yep. and take it another direction. Change your mood. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Right. And that has nothing to do with my experience in the job that has everything to do with me as a person and my personal experience, like how I think, you know? So I think it's important to just reiterate your point is that this, this episode's not about disparaging those people that have been in this game a long time right. and have put blood, sweat and tears over the last 10, 15, 20 years, however long they've been doing it. That's not the idea. No. The idea. And, I, and one of the things I was really excited about having you on and getting to talk to you is, is that the idea is just, just try to, to talk to some of those people out there that might be getting to that point in their career where they are getting a little stagnant 
and where they maybe their their numbers aren't where they want them to be and maybe they're getting pressure from their manager or some crazy consultants that come in you know and are pushing them to do more mm-hmm. and they're just getting they're like ah they, you know you don't understand i've been doing this a long time it's like stop and take a you know stop and think about it for a second you know have you given yourself the ability to learn have you thought about maybe coming in that day looking at it in a fresh way and maybe just waking up that morning and choosing to evolve to become something else to do something right. more and uh and i think this this having these kinds of conversations and being able to put this out on the air it gives the it, i want to give people the ability to stop and reflect and say hmm i don't know if that's 100% me but i'm guessing there's probably part of that in there maybe i should just go tomorrow and and think through this a little bit and, you can and give see, them that epiphany you know yeah you can see when someone chooses mm-hmm. differently you can see it like i see it all the time not just at work but if someone is like one kind of way Right. And then you see that moment where they choose to feel differently, to approach, you know, maybe being more proactive and less reactive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And their whole vibe changes and then everything around them changes and then their coworkers change or their family members change. Like everything just feels different. Yeah. Right. And it's it's hard sometimes when you're just like getting your ass handed to you all day long to take a moment to breathe and step away and come back and be like, I'm choosing to handle this differently. Absolutely. It's it's man. You, you just gave me chills when you said that because you just took me back in time where man, I'll tell you in my heart. And soul, I loved being, I love being a service advisor. It's and, so you know, fun. Some people to me, like, like what I do now and coach Jay and man, you do this and you have a, your own show and with G man and you guys are coaches, you have your own business. It's incredible. But man, in the heart and soul of it, man, I'm a service advisor. Mm, I will yeah. always be a service advisor, yep. right? I, I, I could be a service manager, whatever, but my heart, man, is that. And so what I, what I, when you just said what you said and, and this conversation resonates so much in me more, not only about the fight or the thrill or the whatever, it's those moments that I can recall that made it worthwhile to keep getting up in the morning and doing it. Yeah. Right. And 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 it's funny because I've been waiting because I want to give you words of advice because this is now a recording that's your record. This this is your episode. Terrifying. Right. And that is. <laughs> that and, is and, scary. And, no, no, no. I know. But but here's the deal. Here's the deal. And and this is what G Man was saying too. Not and and I want our audience members to listen to this, is that if you're a service advisor. And you're going through the slump and it's hard and you may want to quit or you're burnt out or you're whatever. Play this episode again because you heard Bree and you heard yourself because if you're a service advisor and you enjoy doing this, because some people some people get it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. But you immediately know once you start being an advisor and you like helping people and you make good money and you're, you're in charge and you do this stuff, it changes you. Right. right. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm telling you, I've coached a lot of advisors throughout the entire country. And, and, and you said it best. And this is what I love about what you just said, Brie, is when you decide to be proactive and not reactive, mm-hmm. all you did is you just took control of your life, of your profession. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, you could either be the person that's getting the angry phone calls from customers that you forgot to call or you're blowing their minds because you said you're calling at 2.30 and dang it, you called them at 2.29. Mm-hmm. And you said, yo, um, this is it, right? Like, I told you this was going to happen. This is what's happening. You, you have control of the whole narrative. 
And when you do, it is the abundance of money that comes your way because people just want to give it to you. Well, and not just money, but respect. Yes. Respect. And that feels good too. Yeah. That really does. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not just saying like, it feels good for everybody, but especially as a woman mm -hmm. in this industry, damn, that feels good. When you have like a burly Ford <laughs> bro, like a diesel bro, and he's bearded and big and he's manly and you just like. He's going to eat me alive, right? He's going to eat me alive. And he shows you respect and he thanks you. That feels so good. That really does. It just gives me all the feels. I love it. And not because I know anything about trucks or that I'm, you know, like that type of person, but because I followed through and I chose to be the best that I could be for him as an advisor. And, you know, and just that little bit of, push like earned his respect and that feels really good mm. yeah that's awesome that's awesome i think i think i think you know so i commend you thank you for doing what you do i think you're you're a fantastic example like so many of the advisors we've had the the the, the honor really g-man to interview to meet right because mm -hmm. there's a lot of 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 extraordinary people that have mm -hmm. dedicated their lives their profession everything you know what i'm saying right um uh, I thank you for your time. Thanks. Uh, but I want to tell you right now, I want to tell you right now, which is funny because I, right before we got on air, G man, she asked and, and I, I, uh, she's like, Oh, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to, I'm, I'm winning the comp or whatnot, but is there, I'm like, well, there's a bigger one that we talked about earlier this mm. episode. <laughs> and she goes, well, don't tell me, what do I rank? Don't tell me, don't tell me. And I'm like, do you want me to tell you where you rank? She goes, no, but is there any other girl in front of me? Is there any other girl? I'm like, actually the number the one service at? advisor in the country for our group is a girl mm -hmm. bad is only <laughs> i love that for her i love that for her. it may not be me but it it will be soon mm -hmm. but i'm still so happy that it is a woman that makes yeah, me very she, happy she is the number one and and she's been doing it for a while but she is you're right she is assertive mm -hmm. she knows her thing she knows how to take care of customers. She's ruthless. Yes. Right? Hungry. She is hungry. Yes. Her, uh, by the way, her penetration percentage is 89. <laughs> Get it, girl. Penetrate. 89%. <laughs> I love that she for her. She does not mess around, right? Woo. So She's getting in there deep. <laughs> Just, I love that. Yes, girl. Love you. So, so, so uh, by the way. But I'm get, also, need, I'm coming for you. On. Just watch it. I'm coming we, for we you. We need to change the name of that stat, I no. guess. No. <laughs> no, we don't. We all love it. Come on. Let's penetrate everything. Woo. It's fun. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Well, thank you, Bree, for being on, on yep. Hard Shop Life. I, I know I enjoyed it. G-Man, I'm sure she, oh, yeah. no, this is our audience is going to love it. Special. Uh, this you. has been awesome. So, thank you. We will have you back on again I uh we'll see but i don't know uh, why i honestly i don't know why but hey g man take us out buddy all right so thank you for tuning into this episode of hard shop life and this is one of our advisor series one in our advisor series which we are going to continue to do as we go around the country if you want to be interviewed and uh, listen to this episode where we talk about success you don't necessarily have to have the highest numbers in your store but uh, we do want to find something special about you. And so give us a call and uh, or reach out to us, info at jdicoaching.com. Again, if you want to be interviewed for our advisor series, as we travel the country, reach out to us, info at jdicoaching.com. And if you want to have access to all this free content that we're putting out pretty much weekly, um, and we got more service advisor interviews coming, we've got the book reports coming, we've got 
um, geez, we got an interview with the what service manager, interview with the fixed operations director. We've got the huge project we've got going, which we're going to do uh, updates. we got that series. <laughs> <sighs> There's tons of content coming your way. You just got to hit that little subscribe button or follow button in your app to get notified every time a new episode comes out. That way it's delivered directly to your mobile device. And, uh, and you can listen to all these great tips and tricks that are coming your way. If you have any suggestions or questions, again, info at jdicoaching.com. And we will see you on the next episode of... Hard Shop Life. Deuces.